Dang it. What was I saying? The human dongle. Oh, get your finger out of my eye. Way better now that you've stopped touching it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was... Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet When the wind comes right behind the rain Whenever you're ready to start speaking and lead us into the thing. Dead space on a podcast is a terrible use of podcast (laughs) (laughs) time. Welcome back to Oakla Said. It is the official Oakla Ed podcast. How's it going, Scotty? Hey, it's it's going really good. Hey, can you hear that? Can you? What? There's, there's the no fact like... that we're recording something <laughs> together in the same room. Oh. Like there's no uh, there's no Skype like no feedback distinction between the voices. Yes, yes. Um, it's been a really long time. Yeah. So. We should talk about what all's happened since <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> there are going to be podcast episodes that talk about what happened since, but we are recording an episode from a chat in January. It is now March. So we're on a slight delay schedule. A little delay. And thanks for still being there. I, I still see people on Twitter saying, how do I see the next episode? And I want to be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm ruining your life. Um, but... Uh, thank you for hanging in there, and we are trying to get back on a regular schedule-ish. Uh, life is hard. It's it's hard to do life. But I'm glad that you're here. Thank hm. you. Yeah. Um, I wasn't adulting there for a while, maybe. No, I was totally adulting. I was doing too much adulting. <laughs> you were no, you were no uh, childing. There was no childing to be to be had. Anyway, we are discussing Dr. April Graces and uh, Melanie Howe. Um, who is the district superintendent for Duncan? Not anymore. Whoa. Yeah. What? She's closer to the metro area. Oh, things have happened. Yes. <laughs> so many things have happened since <laughs> so, January. Where did she go? She's somewhere south sidey, I believe. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment. I'll just do a quick double check. Uh, so, sorry again that this is going uh, so late into the year, but we are going to be talking community engagement and partnerships today. And uh, this is a really good, this is a really good topic because, you know, public schools can sometimes be seen as whiny or teachers are like, just want another, you know, whatever. But this is a great way to get the conversation going um, to get that, that public support that rallies behind us. Right, because you find out? Without, uh, without those sort of conversations, then... Part of the school is serving the community they're in, right? Right. I mean, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Still looking. Okay. She's um, Newcastle. Newcastle. So there you go. There Congratulations, you go. Melanie Howe. Very good. Uh, should we dive right in? Yes, let's do. Question okay. one. You take it. Share an innovative way your school has encouraged engagement and partnerships between students, staff, and the greater community. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's a great question. I don't, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to send you one of them reminds and five emails. Five emails, five reminds, and uh, don't forget to check the school calendar. Yeah, and our Facebook page. Yeah. (laughs) Because (laughs) when school gets out in our house, we get notifications from two different principals, five different teachers, 
emails like the phones go off for like 20 minutes <laughs> anytime like they cancel school for yeah winter, or you or, know or yeah. something you know if whatever happens I don't think that that's the type of engagement we oh, need okay. or community. <laughs> I mean, thanks for alerting us. But I, uh, I, when I think community engagement, I think, like, who are the businesses in the town that I can, you know, foster with, uh, foster a relationship with to, um, you know, meet the needs of my students? Or how can we serve you, community, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know we've gone out and picked up trash at the the local parks, and like we try to find ways to serve. But maybe that this this town or the businesses around town can uh, serve us at some point right. too. Right, and you're a little different too because you're not a traditional brick and mortar. But any brick and mortar can but, yeah, do that. Right. I mean, that's not well. I was thinking too. I we've talked in the past about like having Zumba, oh yeah, or a cooking class or something like along those lines inside the school buildings for the community to come and participate. I like it. I would learn how to make sushi. I would like to learn how to do some Zumba. I think I don't I, even know what that is. I just I made think it it's up. like dancing. Oh, dancing aerobics. Yeah, I should avoid that at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Rogers, who is at Mister Rogers Tech, said. Uh, not sure that it's an innovative way, but we offer students in OKCPS a way to see what jobs are available to them uh, in the local and surrounding areas. I thought that was really good. I mean, you can log into the website and see what's available. You know, if they've got a place to do that, Whataburger sounds pretty innovative to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly certain that where my kids go to school, they don't have anything like that that huh. I've been made aware of. That's really cool. Maybe so, yeah. you should uh, be a great community member and suggest it. I made a suggestion recently and got the like standard response. Thanks. We'll take it into consideration. Reply. Oh, okay. I was, like, oh, was kind of hoping for more than that. But see, hey. I think that's that's where the school has to also be open to hearing some critique. Yeah. 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 yeah I get it. Uh, sometimes that's a little. It's it's hard it's hard being criticized even if it's not in a negative way. I went with uh, Senator Carrie Hicks. Yes. She's um, now she added the two lake two lakes twisters, but then when I went to two lakes twisters, I'm pretty sure it wasn't what Carrie thought it, thought was. it was. Maybe it is. I don't know. But anyway, she said our school was so integrated in the community through the through outreach. The schoolhouse was the heartbeat of our community, and when the doors were open, there was always a sense of taking care of one another through various aspects. Aww. So yeah. So Two Lakes Twisters is goes to Lee Rowland, and he last tweeted in 2011. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe not the right thing. Yeah. I don't know. It was Donuts for Dad's Day that day, and it was a reminder. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, pregunta el numero dos. What is that? That's like question Espanol? two for Espanol. Okay. Yeah, because I've been practicing. Um, how do you identify key stakeholders or groups uh, from your school slash classroom slash community? What are the qualities of an effective community engagement partnership? That's a great question. So what, I, I what am would not, be some qualities? I, I, got, I got nothing here. This is a way out of my comfort zone. So maybe we should go with the pros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yes on all of this. How you do it, I don't know. That's, like, I couldn't lead a school district because I have no idea how to even go about even starting. I like talking, obviously. We've got a podcast. Mm-hmm. I like talking. But I've learned Your five-minute lunches turn into two-hour, seven-course meals. Yeah. No, no. But I have <laughs> learned... Who's doing that? Yeah. Uh, I have learned that 
I have had to take a back seat to talking this year. And Joy Hoffmeister says that she's learning that an effective community engagement is more about listening than talking. It's richer when we purposefully seek to include those who seldom show up to engage. And I, I really like that because I was like, man, yes, like I have listened to some people talk mm-hmm. this year. But nine times out of ten, they just want their complaint or their you know, you know their reward heard uh, versus you telling them how you'll fix something. Mm-hmm. So this I, is what they they just want to be listened to. They just want to be listened to. You know, and Claudia Swisher has has shared that a time or two also when when there's been uh, conversations about administration administrators and teachers and working together and collaborating and how does all that relationship work? And she goes, sometimes I just need to complain on your shoulder. I don't need you to fix it. Right. And I'm a fixer. I, I want to fix things. Oh, yeah, me too. Things. The second my wife says, I don't know how or whatever, I'm like, okay, what do you need me to do? Yeah. And she's like... Travis has literally <laughs> led a conversation with, just so you know, I'm not looking for you to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Jasmine put me in my place the other day. She's like, listen to me. I don't need you to look for the thing. I'm just telling you. The thing is It's missing. not here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm like, all right. Enough. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Let me... So I went with Jack Reed on this one. He said, key stakeholders are ones that impact the school beyond just planning and meeting. There must be action that benefits our students and learning and benefits our partner so the relationship can be sustained. And I think that's important because um, without those stakeholders contributing to your school, how do you sort of have a self-check on your school? Right. Well, and I definitely think he's he's got uh, the right mindset with it has to be mutually beneficial. Like. Mm-hmm. Scott, I need you to give me $700 because I want to XYZ for my students. I don't know. What do I get out of it? Exactly. So, I mean, there are some people who are like philanthropically trying to give out money and give away money. But I think if you're partnering with stakeholders, it's more about a relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And schools can provide some cool things for their, their communities if we think outside I like it. (laughs) Uh, We can't do that. We've never done that at our school. We can't have Zumba here. Who's going to watch the children? Why don't the children lead the Zumba? (laughs) All right. Question three. What obstacles inhibit uh, effective community engagement slash partnerships? How can we overcome these obstacles? Talking bad about your mama is one. That is not going (laughs) to help you build a bridge. (laughs) Uh, Angela Clark Little, speaking of bridges, she says burning bridges. Yeah. That would be a big obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, social media is a blessing and a curse. When you attack someone on social media for disagreeing with you on one issue, you potentially lose an ally or another issue for a future project. Uh, it isn't helpful for community engagement. No. And man, I've seen I've seen that. I've seen people go crazy on Facebook and then want to come together later and it's like, whoa, yeah. hey, who are you now? Yeah. Like you destroyed me. Yeah. And, and wished my parents never met. Like <laughs> <laughs> like you smoted me twice. <laughs> and then one more time, just for good smoteness. Exactly. And now you want to give me a donut? Yeah. Let's have a donut and, and maybe we can find out how you can help me out with this project. <laughs> we can find a mutual starting point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are blessings and curses to social media, that's for sure. I went with Tiffany Neal here, and she said ensuring our partnerships are with those that represent and respect the diversity of cultures of our students is vital and something I hope we're intentional about. Mm. And um, I think this is a a good talking point here, especially in light of sort of recently 
recent conversations within Oakland Ed. Oh, how recent? Because we're not to March. Well, yet. we're not to February. We're not, we're not to February yet. But, <laughs> but we've kidding. had in the past like conversations, like hard conversations on diversity and a oh, yeah, wide yeah. variety of things. And um, and so, how many times have, have has it sort of been just hinted at in the Oakland Ed chat? Well, we read a lot of dead white guys. Right. You know, or something else along those lines. You know. Um, leadership is a bunch of old white men, you know, or whatever. And, and, and I'm not saying that's always true, but I'm just saying if if your leadership doesn't look like who your leaders are supposed to represent, then there can be some potential issues. It's just like students looking at teachers that don't represent them. Right. You know. Um, but you also can't make them out of thin air. I think you can no, be I purposeful in, right. in searching some out. But uh, I think I don't and, think And you need the best candidate things. for the job. Like, exactly. I, I get a lot of those things. But, um, you know, if you have a bunch of minority students and they're looking at a bunch of uh, really cute white ladies, there's going to be a disconnect at some point. Right. Just, just out of the nature of two totally different backgrounds. And I'm not trying to slight either side. I'm just saying right. it's a challenge. And so I, that's why I really liked Tiffany's things. Let's let's be intentional um, with how we look at the diversity of the cultures. Question four: What are the keys to ensuring you are communicating with and receiving feedback from all community stakeholders slash parents? Hmm. Here's one key. <laughs> Tell me. I'm just gonna share. I pinned a very. Um, you know, like a concern, like, hey, I, I, this thing happened in the school, and I don't know that I agree, and it really took time to try and write an email that wasn't condescending or crappy or smoke-worthy, right. but just like, I have this general issue, and I got back a, thanks for your email, it'll be considered... Which could almost and, be an auto-reply, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, that could be like... And it was in Comic <laughs> Sans. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, it was it was. Um, so it, anyway, don't even hit me with the Comic Sans. <laughs> all know, right, you can do a lot of things, but Comic Sans Come on. went out with 2010. Let's have a little bit of professionalism, yeah, okay? I mean, for the love. <laughs> Everybody knows it's Ariel, right? Um, no, but uh, but have a personable conversation with somebody that. Is, is reaching out in that in that manner it's it's hard to be personable when somebody comes at you swinging and right. emails the entire school board and the superintendent and puts out a whole bunch of dirty laundry out because that happened to me one time too and that was awkward so trying to respond to that parent in a manner <laughs> that was professional was yeah. very challenging but sometimes we have to respond in a way that supports what we're trying to do as a school or communicate that vision so that that person had an opportunity to communicate their vision for the school to me, and they they didn't do it. And they didn't do it. And you so, got an auto response. Yeah. I mean, it, it may it not fe- have it been, felt like but, one. Yeah. yeah. So any, anyway, and, I, and I'm not upset with that person that replied. I just was hoping for more dialogue. Yeah. No, I think I, mean, I don't think that that's an unreasonable no. request. I, so I think that's a key. A key to... Ensuring communication. I'm a, I'm a stakeholder. Yeah. My children uh, utilize the service that you're, <laughs> that you're providing and that my property tax is supporting. And I mean, you also show up when you're asked to show up. And you're, you and to. Jasmine are there whenever yeah. you're called to be there. It's yeah. not like you're, you know, a no-show. I mean, we go to stuff. 
Uh, yeah, it's, you volunteer <laughs> for stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I went with Andrea okay, good. on this one. Thank you. She is at my Edpike 8. She said, organized email groups, face-to-face convos, regularly inviting others to visit our school, regularly asking current partners for feedback. Mm-hmm. That would be how you do it. I mean, yeah. those are those are definite things. I mean, if somebody just... Uh, they, you might have been asked for feedback or feedback welcome, mm-hmm. but then you were shut down with yeah. it. Yeah, it was... I had a, yeah, anyways. So, um, <laughs> I'm not better. I truly enjoy the school that my all of my children attend. So, um, Roger Thompson is my uh, person for this. Okay, Senator Thompson. Okay. So he said to seek out those who might disagree with you, but will be willing to have an honest conversation. The goal is to keep truth from, from becoming the first casualty. And this goes back to, um, I, I loved this because there's been some legislators in the past that have engaged Okla Ed. Yes. On Twitter. Yes. With and and those elected leaders had views that Okla Ed strongly disagreed with. Exactly. Number one, I can appreciate those representatives engaging Oklahoma teachers in that way, um, and trying to remain professional about it. Yeah. Uh, because they shoveled some poo from people they didn't have to, and I'm talking about the legislator part because responses to them were sometimes. Not very polite. Sure, I'm. Um, not everybody's got that. Yeah, and I don't know that I could do that time after time. But he, you know, he and she willingly stepped into that space, and I can appreciate that. No, I think that's. I mean, that's one of those things. If you if you want everybody to like you, mm-hmm. then let's all dress the same, and we'll all get the same shoes, and we'll go back <laughs> to middle school and high school, and we'll like be the same. Did you have the white New Balance high tops with the blue accent on the end? No, and this was a conversation I actually had earlier this week. There was a girl who did make my life crazy because I wore... Speak up so everybody can hear. (laughs) I wore Z Cavarici jeans. (gasps) Z Cavarici? With Pepe shirt. Pepe. And then my Dexters. And uh, she called me out and she was like, I bet you don't even own Pepe jeans or a Z Cavarici shirt. And so you have to mix brands. Ah! <laughs> Brand mixer. That happened in fifth grade. <laughs> Is that a Jordash jean jacket with Levi's jeans? Oh my gosh. That's You're unbelievable. So... <laughs> you are unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, but if you want everybody to look like you and think like you and, mm-hmm. and be like you, go back to high school. Yeah. I really like the idea of finding people who don't agree with you so that you can get a well-rounded opinion. You, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to, especially a legislator who's going to go in, I want to know every side of this story before I go in and vote on it, before I go in and amend it, before right. I go in and and write a bill, you right. know? So I, I can, I really commend that. Yeah. All right, question five. Okay. Sorry. I think I need a couch <laughs> and a counselor. Both of us. Right now. <laughs> Kristen, actually, are you available this weekend? I need if to you talk can get about over, If you can get over here right now, you can work with Aaron and I together. <laughs> um, question five. How have you been able to involve parents and community members in school improvement or classroom activities? School improvement. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I think classroom activities is something that parents are typically on board with. I see parents show up to the dances and the, the, the you know, things. the things. But asking for parents to get involved with school improvement, I, 
I don't know much about that. Uh, I'd like to know more about that and who's doing it. Well, I think that's a little tricky too because when, when you talk about school improvement, you're talking about something where improving the school, right? Right. I mean, that's what school improvement right. is. So I, Does I wonder... Does that mean you have to admit that there's a problem? I don't think so because can't you always just improve? Okay. I mean, that's sort of my view. All right. But uh, on the one hand, though, as an educator, I know where we can improve. I've got years of experience. I've got wisdom. I've got training. I have a college degree or two or three. Um, All right. Yes. That's right. I dropped a little it pompous right there. there. Uh, you forgot to end that with Dr. Hazelwood. Dr. Hazelwood. That's right. Um, but no. So I think teachers can recognize where their schools can improve. I wonder, though, how much, and, and not to be negative, Nancy, but how much can a community help a school improve? Like, I don't know. Like, would they be able to see things and make suggestions or to be like, well, we can't do that because X, Y, Z. Right. Because they're going to see a different thing well, than the educators are going to see. But sometimes looks matter. And mm -hmm. how many schools have you driven past that kind of look like they could be a prison? Almost and, every one. And exactly. <laughs> and are there any local nurseries or, you know, anybody that's willing to come in and say, you know what, this looks like this. Can I donate five trees something or you know whatever to something like that yeah uh, i think grabbing i mean so like how a to go from a, a c school to a b school may be hard for the community to help with but there are other ways to improve your mm -hmm. school that are not necessarily academics yeah okay i could go for that okay and i just want to toss this out there that the deer creek middle school is amazing is it like it does not you do not drive by and go oh my god that could be a prison like you don't think that. And okay. when you walk in, it's it's fun. Like, it's a great school building. Oh. If only all school buildings could be that way. I want to go visit. Yeah, it's really neat. Uh, I went with Lori, okay. Lori Wathen on this one. She said, uh, when needing parent representation on committees, please include a parent who's not also employed at the school. <laughs> <laughs> representation matters. And I was like, yeah. I, I definitely know of a time in the past where the same parent was asked to be on committees all the time and that parent was like half sub half pta half like always in, like the, always building. in the building like yeah let's get a parent she's here <laughs> she's <laughs> here all the time sign her up twice let's grab her you know so i think i think that that does make a difference that person is not necessarily going to be the same uh voice as somebody who's not in the building all the time but also sees things that mm -hmm. could happen well, I think, too, that's where you come in with the, um, like, have have a teacher represented on that thing, but then, like, have the mom or the dad who can, who has kids there. And then, hey, maybe find a parent whose kids don't go there anymore. Ooh, yeah. You know, or something like that. Why did like you that. leave? Or, you know, what yeah, or whatever. now? Yeah, yeah. Just, just have some diversity of thought. I went with good old Nessa Perez. And I love her. Yeah, me too. In a safe, professional, totally correct way. Um, did that... Sorry, that made it awkward. Sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's. What'd she say? What did she say? Say it now. So she said, this is a weakness of mine. I used to be able to say I was new to the community, but I'm not anymore. And seeing how more recent transplants have been able to involve the community makes me push myself. I'm awkward and get too excited about school and battle. Gotta work on it. 
She is so cute because she can babble. She's usually a quiet person. Mm -hmm. Like, she she is not the one. But you find her, her niche. You find her passion. You, you find what she's about. She will tell you about it, and the I love it. The second you get her going down a road that she's got passion for, it's like, all right. Yeah. Like, you want to go with her. I know. Like, like she starts how telling do me, we like, do are, this? Okay. Look, are you on yeah. sticker committee? Because she can make stickers. And, oh, like, really? Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen her PD stickers? Like, her, I'm a presenter. I don't give out business cards. Here's my sticker. And we're talking. She had a part two tweet that went with that. And she said, okay. hashtag CPS Reds, as a district excels at community partnerships, it's one of the things that attracted me. So. The CPS Reds, I mean... They're in the middle of nowhere. They don't have a Walmart, but they have... Do they have a Walmart out there? No, I think I think Anne said she used to have to drive to... Weatherford? Maybe. Got to drive over to the Weatherford and that get you some Walmarts. That seems far, but I don't know. Anyway, um, it, it that is one thing. Those, those uh, people rally around their hashtag. They rally around their school. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is one thing that I can say about Clinton. Like, people love it out there. Yeah, they do it. They do it. They try and do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So question six, how can community engagement partnerships help us ensure equity? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that That's is, a toughie. That because is so sometimes tough. in the sometimes in the communities that need it the most, it's hardest to get. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, Andre Dottie, um, he says attend community events to understand uh, versus to reply to. Uh, attend not trying to be a savior on a mission field. He says, learn the culture, not appropriate for it to, uh, for not appropriate it for likes on social media, but to understand what works best for the students. He says, I got more. Uh, and I, I have no doubt, but I thought that those were, um, you know, three talking points where it's like, you know what, let me go in and let me just listen. Let me understand. Let me, you know, be here and be present. I like how on Andre shares his thoughts. I do too. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I think the um, the savior on the mission field is hard because as teachers, oh, I, yeah. I think we sort of adopt that in already when we we probably shouldn't. Right. But um, but then when you you have to be careful with that just in general because people are like I'll save you. I know it's best for your community. And then it's hard. It is hard. I went with Jason Bangs, hashtag CPS Reds. Uh, he said, if we don't hear or listen to the voices of all stakeholder groups, we will never be able to see where there is inequity and you can't fix a problem you don't know exists. Boom. That's like, um, and, and I really like this because how many times have we said, just talking about teachers, like I have holes in my teaching that I am clueless about. But if you were to come watch me teach for 15 minutes and you'd be like, oh my God, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? And then my response would be like, oh, my God, I never thought about it. That's the most brilliant idea ever. Just I mean, so you know, I try to sandwich my criticisms. I'd have been like, Scott, you do uh, ABC really well. Mm -hmm. You're missing a little bit of here for XYZ. But overall. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, the sandwich. Ore the Oreo. Yeah. The yeah. Oreo. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah. That's why I did it. <laughs> which is why you're way better administrator than I oh because gosh, I'd be like, whatever. oh, my God, that sucked. Um, but no, but. In, in a lot of ways, schools too. We have holes that we that we just don't see. It's like the first time somebody sliced bread and you ate it, you're like, oh my God, sliced bread. Why what? Did, what is going on? You know, somebody had to think to do that. And then when it happened, they're like, why haven't we been doing this? 
I don't know, but I think you probably should have picked more relevant thing because I've been eating sliced bread my whole life. Yeah, me, me too. But it's like you know, <laughs> somebody somewhere had to do it they the did first it. time, yeah. and everybody else was like, "Brilliant!" Because before that, before that, we what were did you breaking yeah. bread and we were dipping it in the peanut yeah. butter jar, and right. that's gross, right? I mean, you know, germs and all that. But yeah, we just we just miss stuff about ourselves all the time. Yeah, I agree. With you wholeheartedly on there. <laughs> Question seven. Pass the peanut butter. <laughs> uh, we know community members can be great, uh, th- can be the school's strongest advocates. How can we inspire community members to advocate for our schools? How can we ensure we are advocating the same message? And that's, I mean, that's one of those things. I think. Um, where again, if you've got a hashtag that revolves around mm-hmm. it or you're able to unite a community around something, it's way easier when we're sharing our story. Because like I know Epic, for instance, has done a really good job with their hashtag school can be different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's one of the things like when something does come up and a parent wants to call in and talk to their legislator, you know, like school can be different. They, they all can rally around this motto. Um, and I think that finding something like that where, I mean, it's universal in your school um, that you can all get around have one or two main things that you're trying to, to work on. Um, everybody, I mean, it should be ingrained in your culture. It should be on posters, you know, up and down your hallways. It should be everywhere. So, And if you've drawn your community into that. Yeah. Then they see that and they're like, oh you know, this school is about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I checked into this school today. Let me, you know, put a picture out there and then do the hashtag. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. when when I share the story, I can talk about, you know, whatever. Right. I think um, that there is, there, hashtags are fun sometimes. Like, hashtag, I didn't want to do it, so I ask you to, or, you know, whatever, whatever it <laughs> hashtag is. Hashtag edu-steal, Sherry Gately. Oh, ooh. <laughs> uh, but... Hashtags can also be what um, what unites things, mm-hmm. and uh, I think if you're specific with how you want your your school to be represented, then the community can see that, and then they can represent you in the same way. Right. That's all. Okay. Uh, K. Rob Immerine. Um, he said, uh, "Invite them to schools and functions. Show them what we're about. We ask M. A. I. P." Mothers against improper pronouns. I don't oh, know. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hate it. Mape is a new one, <laughs> and we already have a hard time with acronyms around here. I'm glad you came in with pronouns. Uh, we ask what they want to see from graduates. We ask M A I P. Hmm. What they want to see from graduates. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, I, but again. It's about uniting and inviting people to your functions. Show them, like, if you have the community come in, they can see what you're about. They can then share the story. So I'm with Tiffany K. Peltier. She said, information, inform community members of your needs, strengths, and weaknesses. Invite them into schools and classrooms. Ask for the help and expertise. Don't let potential go untapped. And some... Some schools do a heck of a lot better on that than others. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, how, how often do we maybe not ask for something because we don't think anybody will do it? And there's a, almost always somebody willing to do something. I, I mean, we know, just have to find them. 
What's crazy is I, I did not know about Donors Choose for a ridiculously long time. Like, I could have known about it so much earlier in life. Yeah. Um, people want to give you, people want to help. Like, all you have to do is be willing to put it together and say, hey, I need help. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't let that potential go untapped. You want to mm-hmm. tap that potential and you just want to drill a well into there and just have a, have a wildcat. I don't know. Isn't that what that was when they shot up oil? A blowout. A blowout. That's different than a wildcat. You want to have a blowout of potential. I'm going to just read question eight. That's a great idea. <laughs> if only I could take a picture of Aaron's face and send it through the podcast to you so you could see her quizzical look at me as I blabber. So question eight, share a success story of community engagement partnership directly helping students. All right. Uh, I went with Steve Gilliland on this one. He says, I take nearly 100 freshmen every Thursday to the church next door for free lunch and fellowships. So that uh, so thankful for this partnership. Thank you, Sunny Lane United Methodist. Wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you read that really right. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's awesome. Gives them a chance, too, to bond yeah. as, well, and- as youngsters, as it were. And away from school, like mm-hmm. in a different setting, just being chill. Right. Okay. So uh, my tweet came from Andre again, Andre Dowdy. And he said, there are many local heroes who are helping students. It takes, it still takes a village and the community is that village. And he had a link to a YouTube video where a barber uh, was getting, he, he was like getting the kids excited to read. So he's cutting these little kids' hairs. Little kids' hairs, hairs, lots of hair. Anyway, and but he he would give them like Dr. Seuss books or whatever. And so as they're cutting, he's having the students read, and he's helping them while he's doing their hair. It was really neat. So the link is in the show notes. You should check it out. I I will. Um, And Laura Searcy, Josh Flores, uh, Claudia Swisher. If he said that incorrectly, you can tweet to us at Teach From Here. We're talking about hairs. The hairs. On someone's head. Yeah. Grammar's hard. Grammar is hard sometimes. Grammar. Okay. Question nine. What can you do this week to strengthen community engagement and relationships and partnerships? And I was like, man, I love that. I like it when like when we call to action, action now. <laughs> <laughs> Go do it right now. Uh, no, but I, I mean, that, what can you do this week? What mm-hmm. are you going to do this week? You know what? I'm actually going to take Steve Gilliland's idea and say, hey, church, you could totally do this. Right. Let's let's do this. Brings your school into the community. Yeah. And it brings your community into the school. Exactly. And I know that my church already does a lot of uh, test proctoring for school, oh, public schools okay. and stuff like that. I mean, I know that they try to serve the kids, but that's just a whole nother level. I like I yeah. like the idea of it. When you start breaking food. Yeah. You know, having a meal. All right. Oh, so I went with Angela Clark Little again here. She <laughs> says, uh, make a friend in a key role within your community and ask them to have coffee. Don't wait till you need something. It has to be an ongoing mm-hmm. effort. And this is where I would say, you know what? You, we've got a lot of freshman legislators out there right now. Now is the time. I mean, now, not during a walkout to go and engage right. these guys. Yeah. And say, during the walkout, not the time to start. <laughs> start your conversation, yeah. right. And so I've, I've had coffee twice now with one of my reps and had coffee once with another one. You know, I didn't need anything. I just wanted to share my story and say, hey, 
I'm here if you want to have conversations that revolve around education. It's not your your main wheelhouse, but you'll be voting on these things. Mm-hmm. Talk to me if you want right. to. I got some ideas. Yeah. Well, and I don't I don't even need to push my ideas just to to be somebody that they can have a conversation with about right. public education. Right. All right. Uh, I went with Krista Cooper here. She's at Chris Coop 80. She said, get out there and invite. Ooh. How about that? I like it. <laughs> How about that? Just get out there and invite. Get out there and invite. Get out there and invite. Uh, I didn't boom sauce for the sake of time, but I see you have two. So I picked a couple yeah, because I couldn't figure out which one I liked better. So uh, my first one is from Jessica Robinson at Jess Rob. She said, I also have to shout out my district for allowing me to bring in gubernatorial candidates, media, etc. during the governor's race. They were so supportive and helped me weather some of the scrutiny that comes along with that exposure. Mm. And she teaches in Altus. And I think she had all the major candidates. I could be incorrect. But she had like almost every major candidate from both parties in her classroom. That's wicked awesome. Way down in Altus, in the corner. Like, that's not a close drive for anybody. Uh, so yeah, so that was pretty super awesome sauce. Um, and so it was, in fact, it was a boom sauce. <laughs> yeah, it was a boom sauce. Um, and then I went with Tyler Bridges also. He said, when you ensure everyone has a seat at the table, then everyone can truly have a seat at the table. Nothing disenfranchises the underrepresented more than being underrepresented when talking about the real needs of the community you serve. And I think boom. teachers, I, and this is a boom sauce too, because I think teachers hold that kind of feeling. No, I, I totally agree with now, you. Now, are things better over the past 18 months? Yes. But I, I think in some ways teachers still feel like they're on the outside looking in on matters that they should have a seat at the table for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There, uh, we go. there we go. In the can. Yeah. Community engagement partnerships. Six weeks. Uh, you know, it's in there. We got it. We got it out. Oh. That's the most important thing. So, um... The next one, next one will be hard. Next one is the next one's going to be hard. Yeah, next one's one hundred, and it's mine about blogging. Yeah, I didn't follow the normal. I know chat you're a rules. jerk. I saw that. <laughs> so there was something like twenty six questions. I think we can talk later how we want to do that podcast because <laughs> it won't follow the normal. Thing. Have you built a template for that one? Yeah, I got, I got it in there. All right. Yeah. We'll do this. Okay. We'll get it done. All right. So anyway, the, join us every Sunday at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Central. I don't, standard, I don't even want to get daylight, into it. And Todd time. Gregg, uh, by all means, correct Aaron. <laughs> 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 because <laughs> it's at 8 on Sundays if you live in Oklahoma. Whatever time that is, Sunday evenings. But what if they don't live in Oklahoma? Chicago, United States. Whatever time it is in Chicago, United States, that's what time you can tune in at 8 o'clock on Sunday evenings. What if they live in Arizona? It's so tricky sometimes. Chicago time. (laughs) No matter where you live in the world, you can tune in to 8 o'clock Chicago time zone in the United States. And if you miss it, you can tweet to at the Todd Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Greg. Because he's only had to set us straight, I don't know, four or five times on yeah. on all that. He, he may have given but the sun a is occurring. It's hour later situation now. Whatever that means. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right, educators, you know what to do. Go out and dominate the world. And, and have a beer. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We're only saying you're doing fine, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma.